Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Welcome everybody to Nightlight in the Daylight, at least for me. Um, <clears throat> we have a fascinating show today. I'm very excited about it because it addresses a lot of material that, that you know I hold near and dear to my heart, and it's it's wonderful to find it in in another book out there. Right? We have Gerard Artson on with us, and his book is UFOs and the Pioneers of Oneness. Um, it introduces a unique approach to UFO research. In this groundbreaking new study, researcher and educator Gerard Artson um, brings a comprehensiveness rarely seen in the inquiry into the reality of extraterrestrial visitors. Referencing the findings of systems science, he synthesizes and corroborates key elements from the spiritual philosophical tradition known as the ageless wisdom teaching with cross-referenced accounts of those who have been contacted by extraterrestrial visitors. In this way, the reader arrives at an entirely new understanding about the nature of life on our planet and in the cosmos itself, devoid of mysticism, sensationalism, or specificiality. The threefold character, threefold character of his methodology is what makes this author's search, research so exhaustive and his conclusions so compelling. Every chapter overflows with lucid insights derived from the author's synthetic methodology. Momentous, momentous world events are placed in context and viewed from the perspectives of the latest science and ageless wisdom. The, the world we do have is constantly juxtaposed, sorry about that, with the world we can have. In the process, he reveals how today's ongoing conflicts and perilous tensions are actually the birth pangs 
of a new sense of oneness and shows that humanity's problems arise from our inability as yet to manifest this essential underlying unity, going well beyond the question if they are here among us, for which there is evidence in abundance, Pioneers of Oneness elucidates the intrinsic nature of the visitors from space, why they are here, and what is significant about their presence for humanity and our survival. Um, this, is a, this is an amazing book. It takes you into new ways of looking at things, and, and, and it's sort of like what's old is new again because this material has been around for a very long time, and yet we haven't. it hasn't been out there so that people can really grasp it and understand it. And hopefully, in the times that we're going through right now, it'll give, it'll give us a better understanding of why and what is going on and how surviving the current issues can lead us into a new understanding of, of our purpose and our direction and, and who we actually really are. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Gerard. Hi, Barbara. Thank you for uh, having me. Well, it's, 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 it's a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. Your material um, is very familiar to me and it resonates to me, but, you know, I'm old, so... so it, it it feels it feels very comfortable, but for a lot of people today who haven't been um, exposed to the the ancient wisdom teachings and and the ancient masters and and all of this material, it's a very it's very exciting for me to see you putting it out there in such a way as people will, will hopefully understand it better. Um, I I think that first of all, for those people out there who don't understand what the ageless wisdom teachings are and who teaches them. You want to give us a little bit of a, a background here of that? Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the ageless wisdom teaching and, and the relevant, which I think you, uh, um, you stated uh, very eloquently, the relevance uh, of the ageless wisdom teaching is... Um, is being reinforced these days uh, through the latest insights from science. But the Ages Wisdom teachings are a body of teachings that have been uh, gathered, compiled, so to speak, over the ages um, uh, by those human beings who have gone ahead of us on the path of uh, evolution back to the source, not necessarily physical evolution, um, although that's you know that's that is what uh, uh, facilitates the actual evolution that we're talking about, the evolution of consciousness. And um, out of the, according to these teachings, out of the uh, uh, mineral kingdom, the vegetable kingdom, the animal kingdom, and the human kingdom, over time, over many many ages. Uh, centuries, um, millennia, uh, and, and a further kingdom in nature has evolved, uh, which uh, is known by many different names, the uh, kingdom of souls, um, the great white brotherhood, uh, the masters of wisdom. 
And um, they have always been here to guide and inspire humanity from behind the scenes, at least you know, since the destruction of Atlantis some uh, 100,000 years ago. Um, before that, they were living openly, were living and working openly in, in the world, um, known to humanity of that time. But with the uh, destruction of Atlantis, uh, the last uh, remaining parts of Atlantis, they withdrew into the remote mountain and desert areas of the world. And from there, they have been inspiring and guiding humanity from behind the scenes, uh, sending out a teacher at the beginning or end of every new cosmic cycle. Um, and these teachers, we know um, um, historically, but also um, um, in, in mythology, as Hermes and Hercules and Rama and Krishna and uh, Buddha and, and Christ and Muhammad. Um, and, um, you know, the wisdom teachings as a body of, uh, as a spiritual philosophy, so to speak, were mostly lost to the majority of people for a very long time until they were reintroduced to the modern mind of man, mankind, uh, in the late 19th century through the work of uh, Madame Blavatsky, Helena Blavatsky, in her uh, major works, Isis Unveiled and uh, The Secret Doctrine. And they were later uh -huh. uh, expounded on by um, Alice ba in the books by Alice Bailey and, and Helena Rierich and some other authors, and most recently in the in the books by Benjamin Krem. And they have been reintroduced to the world at this time, you know, taking this time in a in a broad sense, you know, late nineteenth century until now. Um because of the yeah the the historic importance the momentous importance of um, of this time in history of the and the history of uh, human evolution. Now Benjamin Krem, um, I'm familiar with because uh, <clears throat> thirty years ago or so, uh, I studied in a spiritualist church, and he actually came and wanted to speak at the church, and the ministers were. Not real happy about it, so he didn't. But since mm. then, I, he has since passed away, I believe, uh, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, he passed away in 2016. Um, he, 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 he spoke that another master had was, was in physical and walking the earth plane, and I believe he called him Maitreya, and said he, that Maitreya was, was here. And... Um, it, it, it was fascinating that that um, that I saw I, I saw so many names I recognized in in your book as I was reading it. So, um, and Benjamin Krim was one of them because you know I, I though um, though I had I I hadn't had him on my show. Um, somebody representing him spoke to me about putting him on the show, and there just wasn't room to do it. Now I regret not not having him on the show. Um, but but it, it 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 appears that at times of transition, at times when the consciousness awareness of humanity is shifting to another level, um, those times when conflict is all around us and confusion, 
that's that's when these masters of wisdom apparently um, take physical form on the planet to help the the consciousness make the shift. And, and this is not something that happens overnight. It, it, it probably happens over hundreds, maybe even thousands of years. Um, so that so that the, this Maitreya that is now in Europe. Have you seen him, spoken to him? Do you know of him? Um, yes, I know of him. Um, I've been working with Benjamin Cram uh, since 1978. Um, and, and I worked with him for over 40 years here in Holland um, as a, you know, one of a network of volunteers, worldwide network of volunteers. And Maitreya uh-huh. is actually the name, the personal name of... Um, not just a master of wisdom, but the master of all the masters. And that is also what makes this time um, so uh, remarkable because, uh, you know, as I mentioned at the start, um, uh, a master of wisdom or uh, a world teacher and, and in between, you know, cycles, during cycles, masters appear um, uh, to teach and, and to heal and to advance, uh, for instance, science or arts, um, but they they don't take on a you know a, a role of of importance or anything so that they would be recognized publicly um, until sometimes many many years later you know as as uh, happened with the teachings of Christ through Jesus of Nazareth or the teachings of uh, uh, the Buddha through the Prince Gautama. Um, uh, but the the uh, uh, significance of this time is that humanity as a whole is now on the verge, on the threshold of uh, an expansion of consciousness in the sense that we will finally recognize that we are one, one human race and we share the same planetary home and um, that we will finally be giving expression and manifesting that that awareness of, of oneness, um, which eventually uh, will bring an end to the pain and suffering um, that we are inflicting on our own brothers and sisters now in, in all parts of the world through, not only through warfare, you know, as we see now very acutely in, in, uh, in Eastern Europe and in the Middle East again, and, and in many places that uh, have been pushed away from the, from the, um, from the front pages and, and the news, um, news cycles, um, wars that are go unmentioned, uh, but that still cost many, many lives, human lives, uh, but also through poverty, abject poverty, unnecessary hunger, lack of medicines, etc. So uh, we have been so negligent in how we, um, you know, how we, we profess to, to be Christians, for instance, in, in the case of, of many, many, uh, many people, millions of people around the world. And at the same time, we allow this suffering to go on and the same goes for Buddhists and Hindus and people of other religions or people who say who simply call themselves uh, humanitarian um, you know we all share the same idea the same philosophy of the golden rule um, uh-huh. treat others the way uh, you want to be treated yourself 
or um, love your neighbor like yourself. You know, and and as a as a race, as a as a global community, we are not living up to that. We haven't been living up to that for for many many decades, maybe centuries. And at the moment, we are um, we are uh, we we have entered a, a, a time of crises that is bringing home to uh, growing segments of humanity the message. And the choice that we have to make, um, you know, do we want to continue in the old ways of competition and and uh, um, and, and greed and and complacency um, with the uh, with the, the 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 chaos and the conflicts and the and the risk of self destruction, um, or um, are we ready to take the, a, a new path, um, path of cooperation? towards creating justice in the world uh, through sharing of resources and, and uh, knowledge and know-how and technology uh, so that we don't have to compete, but we can work together and everyone can contribute their talents because you know they have been nurtured from a young age and they have received education. And all these talents that now go to waste can be contributed to the, uh, the world community. I think that, that one of the really important things also is that <clears throat> you do talk about extraterrestrials and, and what is what is frequently bothered me is the fact that they come from the same source. And I, I, I think that so many people uh, look upon them as alien. They're, they're just not familiar, but they come from the same place. And I think what what is so profound is you talk about at, at many pla- in many places you mention in the book how they're here already we just don't see them and I think that 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 has to do with the level of awareness within all of us that that you know when we're ready to accept the fact that there's so much more our eyes will be cleared and somebody once asked me, you know, um, why they, they inferred that the earth was our home. And, and it's my personal belief that whatever aliens are here, were here before we were, that, that we are actually the invader or the aliens that mm-hmm. have come to this planet. And um, so, so I, it, it, it's a very loving way that you have portrayed the fact in a very gentle way that the extraterrestrials are are really another level of uh, uh, another level of consciousness and evolution perhaps that that are waiting for us to catch up or trying to help us to catch up without giving us a road map and I think you did it beautifully thank you thank you uh, in fact I think they um, um, they are here, have been here for millennia, you know, throughout human history, um, and they have given us a roadmap, especially through the 1950s contactees. But they have refrained from forcing themselves on us and and forcing their w- way of looking at life on us, and leaving it us to leaving it to us ourselves to uh, to you know respond to their message from the heart. 
um, you you mentioned that you think uh, that the um, extraterrestrials uh, may have been here before us and in a way in an esoteric sense that may be true and but but you're absolutely right in that they you know they come from the same place we all share the same source that source manifested expressed itself in the universe as we know it and in the solar system to stay closer to home um and in fact earth planet earth is our home is humanity's home um and i like the way you differentiated between aliens and extraterrestrials what i in one of my other books i um i i um posited the idea that aliens are not the extraterrestrials aliens are the humans who are acting against you know the um the human values that we should all strive for that we know we should strive for um and we, that we know that would build a better world um uh-huh. aliens are people who go against who go against um all the um all the things that make life worthwhile and and uh, that uh, that that allow us to live according to the laws as they have been taught by the teachers in the past and the extraterrestrials are our brothers and sisters from our neighboring planets and they are here in support of um, of humanity of our transition from the old age of pisces into the new age of aquarius um, and it's not that they will save us from ourselves. We can we can only save ourselves from ourselves. Um, the the world teacher and the masters of wisdom will not be able to save us from ourselves. Uh, we have to do that um, by responding um, to the teachings and their inspiration, and by responding to the. Um, the notions and the information that science gives us and that wise people give us, you know, think of uh, Nelson Mandela, for instance, or uh, how uh, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, uh, um, uh, in in his day, opened the uh, Soviet Union and uh, uh-huh. approached, uh, reapproached, uh, um, or found a rapprochement with uh, with the West. Um, you know, th- we have to respond to what we know is the right thing to do but for some reason um, about half of humanity it seems is scared to take those steps and and the extraterrestrials are here in support of humanity and and uh, um, you know they um, they have said through the contactees of the 1950s that they will not allow humanity to blow up the earth um, they may you know they may not prevent us from ex- uh, uh, extinguishing ourselves from from uh, destroying uh, the human race on this planet which will then you know take millions of years to have to evolve back to the point where we are now uh, but the planet will be kept intact because that's an integral part of the solar system and they cannot risk the integrity of the solar system so uh, in that sense yes they uh, um, you know they have uh, they have a certain self-interest, but that will never 
take over humanity's free will that will never be imposed on 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 our free will and it's up to us you know are we uh, are we going to um step jump over our own shadows and 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 um uh get rid of our complacency as a human race and start working together. Well, we have we have evolved over time, over centuries, over millions of years. And and there there is a <clears throat> a cycle that we have been through apparently and it, it, we get to a point of almost destruction. And then we start again, but not quite so far back as the time before, so that hopefully that that as we move forward, we can finally get to a time where where we're we're I, I don't know if worthy is the right word, but where we have we where our our awareness, our consciousness is at a level that that sees a greater spectrum of the possibility of life as we know it and and stop trying to kill each other off or struggle for power but but try to live in harmony and i i know that there you know there are many that have memories um that go back to before before we became technical way back to when we could communicate even with our animals and mm. you know bring bring that period back forward in time but but every time we get to a certain point and i i do believe these cycles have happened many many times and i and and we're at one of those junctures and it's not going to happen overnight that's that's what that's what is frustrating because mm. you see it beginning to happen and you know it's not going to be an overnight change but but there is a change coming from from the Aryan philosophy into a a a better place a better time but it's it's like birthing we're birthing a new aspect of ourselves and as a person who has been through the birthing process it's painful Mm. Mm. and and very true it's not it's not easy and it's and it takes time and for the birthing of a new consciousness, a new awareness, it, it, it could take hundreds of years. I mean, our, and of course the masters of time, they got all the time in the world. So, right. you know, they, they really aren't concerned. But, you know, with, a, with only a simple lifetime to work with, you know, you have the hope that you're seeing the beginnings of a time that, that will be a gentler time for all of humanity. Absolutely, absolutely. The interesting thing is, um, uh, there's, a, there's a few points I wanted to respond to, and I'll try to, to remember them uh, one by one. Um, the interesting thing is, there was an, uh, a Chilean contactee, uh, Enrique Barrios. He, he wrote a beautiful little book, Ami, Child of the Stars. And in it, uh, it's, it's, a, it's written as a, a children's book, but uh, I believe that it encapsulates the teaching that he received from his extraterrestrial contacts. And um, he is told that there is more love in human beings now than in the past, except we are still caught up in the old structures, the old systems that are the result of, of you know, the... Uh, um, of our our um, 
thoughts and philosophies and look, way of looking at life over the past, well, you know, 2,000 years. Um, and he says that is what, what's causing the, the pain and the agony at the moment. We are uh, going through a transition. Um, and it is indeed, you know, the, the pain that we see in the world, uh, although for a large part, Unnecessary, unnecessarily caused by our own complacency and, and refusal to, to change, um, are indeed the birth banks. But it is, um, yeah, it is the the, the ch- change is, is is inevitable because you know the solar system has has moved and is still moving away from its alignment with the constellation of Pisces, which imbued. And, and, and gave humanity the characteristics of uh, individuality and idealism um, into um, the, um, the, the sphere of influence and an alignment with the constellation of Aquarius, uh, whose, whose keynotes are synthesis and unity. And these seem to be completely opposite to what we're experiencing in the world at the moment. And, and you know, and that's where, where the enormous friction comes from, uh, because we are so people, we, I mean, humankind, we are so afraid of, uh, that we have to give up our individuality. You know, people are afraid of a one world government or a new world order because they misunderstand the word unity. And then we misunderstand the word freedom. Unity doesn't mean uniformity. Unity means coming together of people of all kinds of backgrounds and talents and viewpoints, etc., etc., to get the richest possible unity and, and pool to work from to to further our civilization. And and uh, uh, you know, as you say, is it, there there. there are cycles, there have been many cycles, because that's how nature works, that's how the universe works. Cycle upon cycle, and there are um, minor cycles into in, inside major cycles, and the, uh, um, the current uh, transition that we're going through is one that happens every roughly 2,500 years. Um, and it's it's you know it's not something that we can control or stop or we we can either we can either go with the flow in that sense and open up to the new energies and uh, what they present us with and and uh, what they offer us in terms of of new insights and and new ways of dealing with each other and ways of building new structures that will um suit uh, our purposes and, and uh, our, our humanity in, in, uh, in any case um, um, and as you say you know to live in harmony to live in harmony we need to be able to share we need to be able to see the other as ourselves and to see and recognize that their needs are exactly the same as our needs and we find that not only in the golden rule that I mentioned but also in article 25 of the uh, United Nations Declaration of Human Rights you know uh, uh, that guarantees just by by right of being born into the human kingdom uh, adequate food and healthcare and housing and education um for for everyone every man woman and child in this world and 
uh, we could have started doing that um, 40, 50 years ago. Um, but then came the, uh, you know, the uh, politicians who promised us greater freedom um, and uh, the, the market and the forces of the market uh, were, uh, as they uh, presented it, uh, you know, and I'm talking about uh, um, the, the people who, um, um, who, who shaped Ronald Reagan's policies and in the UK, Margaret Thatcher's policies. Um, but they were certainly not the the only ones, uh, because there have been many others from different parties uh, all over the world who uh, who subscribe to the same uh, the same mindset of market forces uh, giving people freedom. But market forces only work for people who have economic power and financial means already. So the playing field was never never level, was never uh, fair. And uh, what it has done in the last 40, 50 years is make the rich people even richer and the poor people are left to work in sweatshops and, uh, you know, and uh, uh, unable to um, to uh, get a pension or uh, pay for the student loan or, or a ho- afford a house or things like that. So, you know, this this kind of inequality is a result of... Uh, policies that were set in motion only 40, 50 years ago, while at the same time there was a, a, a beautiful program that was proposed by maybe some some older listeners uh, uh, remember the uh, Brand Commis- Commission um, uh, chaired by um, the former German Chancellor Willy Brandt. And uh, he gathered together a whole group of a large group of uh, former diplomats and politicians and econo- economists from across the political spectrum, not just the left, not just the right, but across the whole spectrum. And their recommendations were, in a, in a word, sharing. We should share what the, the riches that are now accumul- accumulated by the West, mainly with Australia and Japan at the time. Um, in order to avoid the crisis that we now see mounting by the day, you know, climate crisis, migrant crisis, um, the economic wars that are being fought in in uh, different parts of the world, as I mentioned. So, you know, it's it's this fear of change um, and being caught in the uh, in the structures, the old structures of the old world, and these old structures need to crack open. And that's the birth tanks that you were talking about. And and um, it needn't be through horrific wars as we are seeing now, uh, but because you know, too many of humanity are still resisting and some people are trying to keep us in thrall of materialist uh, values. Um, unfortunately, in this world, you know, war is the ultimate... Uh, Valve, it seems, uh, through which uh, these these tensions uh, are coming out, and uh, it's it's very unfortunate. But at the same time, I believe it's a uh, uh, a sign of the old structures uh, failing and 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 crumbling. Well, I agree, they are, and I think lots of times when you talk about you know living in harmony. People misconstrue and don't understand. Harmony is not everybody being the same. Harmony is everybody being having their own 
tone, but having it mesh with other people's. Harmony needs to have many different additions to it. It's not just one one thought, one mind, one whatever. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a combination of in music of musical notes that blend together. They they are independent, yet they create a greater harmony and a, a, a chorus, if you will. So it, it's, it's understanding that your independence and your individuality is not, is not at risk here at all. It's encouraged. Mm-hmm. But, but to flow along with, next to, in, in Congress with other peoples and, and not overshadowing, not being louder or softer, but, but allowing everybody to have their moment. And and their role and take part and and uh, you know yeah. it's, it's, it's a nice uh, nice um, metaphor you're using you know a symphony uh, we could be part of a cosmic symphony at the moment on <laughs> Earth we are not even uh, a planetary symphony because um, <laughs> you know there's so many so much discord and and uh, uh, but uh, but if everybody would be allowed to uh, contribute their tone their individual tone there would be a beautiful symphony and and earth would take its place among the other planets and the stars and and uh, there would be uh, you know we would be well on our way to the exploration of cosmos and space that are still largely a mystery to us well and and i think uh, you know you mentioned that, that um, <clears throat> that there had been a, a protection put around the earth so that, you know, we would have the time to come into our own, on our own, as opposed to somebody else coming in and telling us what to do, how to do, and be enslaved by them, literally. So, you know, we uh, it, it is a struggle. There's no doubt mm. about it. But, 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 um, I think that that humanity as a whole is is going to come out of this victorious, but it's going to take a lot longer than um, than I probably have on this earth. But but I'll come back. I mean, you know, it's, it's the nice mm. thing is you you can come back and check it all out in a couple hundred years. If you, you will want come to. back. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not a choice. You know, it's the law of uh, it's the law of uh, rebirth, uh, law of incarnation, reincarnation that uh, uh, propels us back into uh, into this world until we have uh, resolved all our karmic knots, and uh, until we have reached that. Uh, that point on the path of return where we are in, you know, where we um, are masters of our lower selves and masters of the lower planes of, of uh, uh, the expression of the manifestation of life. And we are ready to, um, to get on the um, cosmic paths individually even yeah. uh, of evolution. Um, so, and, and then, uh, and so we, yes. Then, then we start all over again. In a, in a manner of speaking, yeah, so yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, so, so that so that it's it's a lovely trip, and um, I, I know people have said to me, "I'm never going to return to Earth." Yada yada, and and my comment back is <laughs> probably, "Your personality will never come again," and mm. lots of us grateful for that. But your spirit is going to come back, so. Yep. Um, and that's and that's something, if I may, that's that's something that many people seem to forget or are not aware of. But 
you know, it's the soul, um, the individualized spark of God, divine spark, um, that takes mm-hmm. incarnation and that is involved in this journey of evolution of consciousness. You know, it's an evolu- it's a journey of of return to the source of consciousness, uh, but then fully self-aware. Um, when you know, and these are esoteric teachings that that people you know can read back in in the um, books written by Alice Bailey specifically. She's very very detailed in that respect and and very very enlightening. Um, but the human soul um, um, began to take incarnation on this planet uh, 18.5 million years ago. That's when the the, the group souls of the animal kingdom were some of the group souls were individualized and uh, that's when souls the spirit aspect on this planet was imbued with the or, or uh, yeah was, was given this divine divine self awareness uh, but of course it was completely unaware when it when this first happened and we have since you know in the past 18 and a half million years we have gone through many major cycles like the lemurian cycle where the continent of mu of lemuria or lemuria uh, was the main landmass on earth uh, but it's that that uh, that took many many millions of years that was followed by and and in that in that cycle during that cycle the physical body of of the human kingdom was perfected more or less although it was much coarser than it is now um and that was followed by the atlantean cycle when the Atla- when atlantis was the main landmass on this planet in which uh, humanity developed its emotional apparatus uh, it's responsive it's a sensory responsiveness uh, you know and that's where most of humanity at the moment now is still uh, focused for the for the most part in the current cycle which we've only started i believe 100,000 years ago uh, we are developing our mental uh, our mental instruments and and yes we have we have come a long way in in, in the sense of of using our the lower uh, mind the lower planes of the mental uh, plane but you know and that has given us incredible technological advancements but it's still nothing compared to the technology that was available in the time of atlantis um and so it's this whole journey of of individual souls with self-aware consciousness um, that is taking place and that will lead us through the evolution of consciousness on this planet and then on to higher parts of evolution through cosmos back to the source, higher, closer and closer to the source. And it's also, you know, that, that journey of evolution of consciousness that um, is protected for now for this planet by what you mentioned the ring of light that has been placed around this planet um, this was I found it was interesting I, uh, I first heard about this ring of light in uh, in uh, Benjamin Cram's uh, talks and books 
he said that the extraterrestrials who are here to um, to support humanity put place this ring of light around the planet in protection against um, extraterrestrials from less evolved planets in our solar system. Yeah? So some planets are more evolved, like Venus and Saturn and, and, and Jupiter. Other planets are around the same same stage as Earth, like Mars. Uh, but there are also uh, planets that are less evolved. And but yet uh, the people there, uh, the humans there, um, have not made the same mistakes that we have on Earth, and so they have uh, spacefaring technology. Um, but they have, uh, you know, they have uh, other motives, uh, and they would try to influence uh, things here uh, to their own um, benefit, uh, and this is prevented by this ring of light that was placed around the planet, I believe, in the 1950s. And it was very interesting to read a very similar um, comment by the American scientist who wrote a book um, about his, uh, or referenced his uh, work with, uh, alongside an extraterrestrial scientist in uh, one of the many secret labs in America. Uh, he wrote under the name of Michael Wolff. And he said he was told something very similar without being aware of what Benjamin Cram said. And still later, I found uh, the same statement from the Canadian contactee, Wilbert Smith, who, um, who uh, said something in the late 1950s or early 1960s. And so this, this ring of light, this protective ring, keeps out negative force, negative in the sense of people who are not as... Uh, who are not uh, as far evolved as we are on Earth and have different motives, who would have uh, more selfish motives, and they are prevented from interfering with this very difficult stage in our in our evolution in in our history, so that you know we we are causing enough trouble for ourselves on this planet. <laughs> So we don't yeah. need any outside interference. And, and that's what this uh, protection is for. Well, you, you, speak, you speak of contactees, and there's a difference between a contactee and a channeler. Mm. Um, and it's subtle, but it's there. And you mention a lot of the the yeah and a lot of the people that you you mention you know Benjamin Krem one Blavatsky another um yeah uh Valet, uh a lot of them how do you how do you determine whether what you're bringing through is on a contactee level or on a channeling level mm. I think the distinction should be made between channelers and um, the teachers or disciples who who work for the masters of wisdom, such as Madame Blavatsky and Alice Bailey and yeah. Helena Rerick and, and Murdo MacDonald Bain and Benjamin Cram. Um, the difference is that channelers... Um, they receive they don't have control over what they are receiving they they uh, um, um, form a passive conduit and anything that is near or or clusters near them um, can then come through 
and there's it's you know what and George Adamski said something uh, to that effect. Um, there, um, you know, they are they are voicing the uh, combined fears and hopes and projections of humanity um and are therefore you know you can't rely on the on the source of uh, of what channelers channelers channel whereas as they are called disciples of the masters of wisdom conscious disciples because there are also people who believe they are disciples but you know we can it's very easy for people to make yourself believe something um but the the people i mentioned Blavatsky and Bailey and Cram and others they work on based on a telepathic um level they often m- met with their master first so that they know that it's a real entity a real person even though they don't have to live in the world, but, uh, but they can take a form uh, when they have to or when they want to. Um, but so the, the the people who work for the masters, they have a telepathic um, channel, a telepathic channel of communication, um, which they can control. You know, they can they can turn it on or turn it off. Of course, if they work in service of the masters, they will be as a, available as much as possible as much as they can can uh, muster um and they write these teachings or give these talks or give these messages as conscious channels points of contact between two minds and that's uh, something completely different of course and then in addition you have the contactees and the contactees are people who have been contacted by extraterrestrial visitors the extraterrestrial visitors, in many cases, not in all cases, but in many cases, are evolved human beings from other planets, uh, uh, most mostly Mars and Venus and 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 uh, Saturn. Um, as far as the um, uh, the people whose books I've read have have been um, informed, um, George Adamski, Truman Bathroom, Buck Nelson. Howard Menger, Daniel Fry, but also people in other countries, Dino Craspedon from South America, um, Carlos Diaz from Mexico, um, Giorgio Di Bitonto from, from Italy, many people from all over the world. The contactees were contacted by extraterrestrials. They often, in many cases, saw the spacecraft land, people come out, in some cases, they were invited on board, sometimes taken into space, um, you know, to to show the planets or to be even be taken to other planets uh, at times um, for teachings or, or, you know, to be able to uh, to bring their their message and their accounts in a in a convincing manner. Um, and these contactees. I believe, especially from the 1950s, but you know, because there's so much, um, they have so much in common in their accounts um, that I believe they form a solid touchstone to to determine or if if um, the accounts of later contactees are genuine or should be considered seriously or not, and I'll tell you why. Because in the 1950s, the contactees were given this message 
of that we've been discussing, you know, of the need for international cooperation to avert, uh, you know, nuclear destruction um, and, and unnecessary conflict and international cooperation for, you know, creating equal circumstances, humane circumstances for, for living for, for every human being. And that was at the time of the Cold War. So international cooperation and Cold War are not necessarily going together easily. And uh, so the authorities at the time, when they saw that these contactees were gathering gathering more and more interest from, from the public, they began not only to cover up, as they had been doing since the Roswell crash, or maybe even before, uh, but... Uh, they began a disinformation campaign, you know, and, and in order to confuse and scare the public, to make them scared of uh, extraterrestrial visitors. So you got this whole string of Hollywood movies with of, you know, Martian invasions with death rays and things. Uh, but on top of that, even uh, especially in the 60s, a whole string of, of abductions. You know, it's very interesting because the early contactees never spoke of having been abducted. And there there are no accounts, there were no accounts um, from the 1950s as these people were coming forward and sharing their experiences of being abducted. The first account of someone having been abducted appeared in 1961. You know, and, and after that, there were many others, I believe. And, uh, you know, and that's also based on the findings of, for instance, Stephen Greer, um, about uh, black projects, um, that these were staged experiences. You know, people were either drugged or uh, influenced under hypnosis and made to believe that they had been abducted uh, by by aliens. So the experiences were real, except they were not. Um, uh, they didn't involve uh, extraterrestrials. They were. The, you know, secret operatives, government operatives, in order to um, to uh, confuse and scare the public. You know, and and later uh, we had the cattle mutilations and all these um, uh, atrocities. But actual contactees, the message of the actual contactees um, is very much in tune with the uh, Ages Wisdom teaching. And the Ages Wisdom teaching, as I show in my book, is now being corroborated by in part quantum quantum science and system science which shows that you know there's a there's a steady um evolution towards greater and greater um unity and and uh, um uh, oneness in in living in in all kinds of manifestations of creation whether it's uh, whether it's minerals or animals or or planetary systems Wow, it's it's really there's so much material here. There's so you know you can go so deeply into it all. I <clears throat> we're almost out of time, and I, I do want to stress that that your book is 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 just a magnificent um, expose, if you will, of of what's going on. And if anyone is interested in in the to me it's 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 all spiritual and and when you stop to think about it it has to be because we're spirits on a human journey so it has to you know it has to come from the spirit realm it just has to 
Um, and, and yes, then we manifest it into the physical or we incorporate it into our physicality so that we can um, share the information that we do bring from the stars, literally. And it, it's, it's, it's an amazing book. It was, um, it, it's the kind of book you want to go back and read over and over again. And then you want to go and check out Adamski and, and Jacques Vallée and, you know, <laughs> Madame Blavatsky. Blavatsky. Um, I, I only chuckle because she, her book is so big. Um, mm. <laughs> but, but wonderful that's material. Not book, that's not the book that you read from cover to cover, no. No, you the, don't. The and, um, no. It, but it, but it's the kind of book that you that you read, and then you assimilate what's appropriate for you, and then you go on for the mm. next section of it. It's it's like Millie P. Hall's book too, um, the Secret Teachings of the Ages. I mean, that's not a cover to cover book either, but it's phenomenal. So um, you know, there. I think what's fascinating is this material is out there, and when you're ready for it, it turns up. If you're ready for it, you hear about it on a podcast or whatever, and you start your search and your journey so that, so that happily we can put your book out there, your material out there, and happily we have a lot of people that follow the show, and, and we've, we've got over half a million views. So so that it it does it it circles the globe and if it just triggers a little bit in 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 a few people's minds that's a few more and this this is a it's a ripple that becomes a swell that becomes a wave that becomes a tsunami of spiritual awareness mm. well put very well put Hopefully, hopefully, but I did. We're almost out of time. I, I I really hope that we can do this again because there's so much material we didn't get into. So, um, you know, I'm I'm going to get back in touch with you and see if we can set another date where we can do a little more work on this material because it is so important to put it out there, to lay it on the table and see if people take a bite. Yeah, it would be wonderful. Yeah, let me know when um, when you have um, when you have time, and uh, I would love to go into spirituality and you know and the and the link between spirituality and and practical uh, um, you know social change, social activism, and and uh, and also the link with with science, uh, which we hardly got had time to go into today. Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely, and. Check out my website too, because I got some good stuff on there as well. Um, but I want to, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to share your material with us. And I will be in touch, and we will get you back on again so we can go more deeply into this material. Thank you, thank you so much, uh, Barbara. It was a pleasure, really. It was an absolute pleasure, and um, I look forward to uh, hearing from you again. And I hope uh, people will uh, enjoy my book, UFOs and the Pioneers of Oneness. I I hope they will too, because it's it's well worth not only one read but four or five. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you again, and uh, I thank everybody for listening. Uh, please check this book out. It's one of those those precious books that when when you recommend it, people say, Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was good. No, no. It's better than good. It's enlightening. So please do check it out.
Um, Mark has a great show coming up tomorrow, and I'll be back again next Monday. So for, for today, have a good one. Stay in the sunshine if you can, and spread a little bit of it wherever you are. Bye-bye now.